0: Welcome back, everybody, to the From the Stands podcast. I'm Alec Wojak, here with Alex Rodriguez, and we have a new addition to our podcast. We have Rodrigo Mendoza. He's joining us here. Uh, another FC Dallas fan to take the piss uh, out of Alex. So <laughs> nice. it's always good. It's always good to have a, a friendly face instead of the gross orange and black over there. But it's been, it's been a minute since we've covered the MLS. So... You know, it's gonna a lot of lots happened. Brandon Vesquez had a transfer blocked from Cincinnati. LAFC, they've been questionable ever since they lost the Champions League final. And then Toronto sacked Bob Bradley. Then me and Alex hate to say it, but Austin is slowly climbing back from the ruins.
1: Yes, they are, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, very unfortunate. But
0: yeah, first let's briefly let's just mention the US national team. They had their first game in the Gold Cup against Jamaica. And they tied one-one. Um, very disappointing. I don't think Alex watched the game. Did you watch the I game at all? I did, did not. Know?
1: I had, oh, go ahead.
2: Oh, you're. Uh, I I so I'd, I haven't really been watching a lot of MLS. I've been more in tune with the U uh, with the U.S. and Mexico national teams. Uh, just kind of keeping up with with FC Dallas scores right now. Mm-hmm. Rangers uh, the big thing too in in, in the DFw has been a little bit it's been a little bit difficult to keep up with with all the all the big things kind of going around in the DFw but I definitely the one thing I think is, is FC Dallas is, is starting to slip uh in terms of, of points and it, it's comes to, for due to several different reasons the first one primarily being that you know FC Dallas has uh, Jesus Ferreira you know one of their uh, top players. And, and international duties after that it's just a lineup of, of people in the medical bin you know everybody yeah. in the medical bay at this point so yeah. definitely yeah. um it's been it's, it's been a lot of different factors kind of making fc dallas drop a lot of points when they shouldn't be dropping uh, against certain teams
0: yeah, of course. And yeah, like I said, we'll we'll get all to that later. I mean, I'm going to go on my long spiel again of how this team <laughs> just pisses me off. But like I said, mention real quick, the national team versus Jamaica, it was a poor performance on BJ Callahan. First time he got it wrong, but apparently Greg Burhalter picked the lineup or he changed the lineup before he put he took Brian Reynolds out. He took a few yep. other players out as well. Um, the lineup that they had was Turner and goal, obviously Yedlin, Long, Miazga, Tolkien, Morris, and Sands in the middle. Then the greatest guy in MLS history, Jordan Morris. Then Senora, Zendayas, and then Jesus Ferreira up top. BJ Callahan, he just got it completely wrong. Um, obviously, if the Greg Berhalter, you know, had an impact on that, then that's pretty, it's pretty crap. Because, like, like I said. We saw in the Nations League how BJ Cowan, he got every single lineup right. He let the team play with a lot more fluidity. They just attacked a lot more, but this team was just completely different. Maybe it's just because it's all the MLS guys and some of the guys that probably should never wear a national team jersey again, like Aaron Long, in my opinion. But
1: yeah. So look, look, look. hold on, hold on. I want to ask you a few questions, right? Because look, we we see that uh, Aaron Long and Jordan Morris were playing. I mean, how did how did you feel seeing these guys back into the lineup? When of course, Aaron Long has received so much criticism uh, of the national team, but is somewhat praised at LAFC. Um,
0: I don't know what they're watching at over at LAFC. Maybe it's all that California weed that they're smoking and all these other <laughs> drugs that's like hindering their ability to comprehend some stuff that yep. he does. But. they're they're the jamaica's goal it was all aaron long's fault he lost his man and they scored so yeah and then jordan morris was not effective at all like i mean i honestly didn't pay attention to jordan morris that much because like there was nothing to talk about there was nothing to see Mm -hmm. so i don't know it's just i don't know it's just very mixed they play uh u.s plays uh i forgot their name.
2: Saint,
0: <laughs> Saint Keys, Saint um, and Nevis, Saint Keys and Nevis, Saint Saint
2: Kitts and, and Nevis. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Saint yeah. Kitts. Yeah.
0: yeah, I don't know Some um, so Yeah, they're about to kick
1: off soon. Um, in which I, I mean, I'm not sure if we're kind of predicting a different lineup. If there really is anything that we're going to change much. Um, Low key, the lineup situation. actually might be
0: out right now. If you think it about it, it But Rodrigo, I just want to get your um, opinion on uh, the Mexican national team's opening game uh of their gold cup campaign
2: so honestly it's a absolute night and day performance from the mexican national team uh, uh looking at them just i i think the move I, so let me i guess let, let me before i really get started into into what i really think about um uh, uh what the mexican national team performance Diego Coca, I was a pretty big fan of Diego Coca, actually. I was actually yeah. uh, I was actually a fan of him. And I actually thought maybe if we give him a chance, five games is not a lot to be managing mm. a side. I think, I think he, you need some time to kind of let those philosophies, you know, sink into the players and, and the players kind of understanding the, those things. Due to the fact that, I, I guess due to the fact that, you know, uh, uh, the Mexican Federation didn't have that much – Patience with him or whatever the case may be, they let him go. And then eventually uh, he steps in. Uh, 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 uh Jaime Lozano, I thought he did a phenomenal job. The team responded to him like that. Uh, the lineups, the only thing that kind of irritated me a touch is Henry Martin at striker still. Um, Santi Jimenez should definitely be in that striker role. I do theorize, though, that I think the reason why uh, Santi Jimenez is still at the striker position Is only due to the fact that He wants to kind of test out a formation A, a side and kind of just see See what fits the best With this Mexico side um, I do believe that once this Upcoming game against uh, Who is this? Uh, against uh, 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 I, Haiti, yeah uh, Haiti, I think the the, the once, once this game come, comes up I think the Mexican national team Will be a lot better suited to take on uh, Haiti, and then again, like I said, they'll, they'll start Santi Jimenez, and, and he'll pair them up. Unfortunately,
1: okay, I
0: guess losing uh, three 0 to the United States uh, we will get a manager sack. So you know, great stuff. But <laughs> uh, before we get into the MLS, if this ends things... up
2: working, out, if this ends up working out, out for us, we will have the USMNT to thank again because they got us into the World Cup in 2014. So we'll have them to thank one more time.
1: Yeah. I mean, I do want to touch one more thing upon, I mean, it, is there much of a difference now from obviously this last tournament coming into the gold cup? I mean, is there much of a difference from the Mexican national team now, or is it too soon to think of?
2: Uh, I think it is a little too soon. Uh, I want to yeah. give it maybe uh, three more games, like three more games. We're deep in the world cup. We're facing tougher opponents, Uh gold cup, excuse me. Um, uh, we're deeper in the Gold Cup and I think we're facing tougher opponents because uh, if you face a Jamaica, Canada, who are, I think, now the elites of, of CONCACAF and then eventually you face your your demon that you haven't been able to slay in the last three or four years in, in the USMNT, I think at that point, you can now have a, barom- a better barometer of what the Mexican national team side will look like going into Laera uh, Jaime Lozano as opposed to what you got with, with Diego Coca. But again, one game in, even even against a, a, a sour, bad-looking side like Honduras, uh, I, I think I think uh, uh, you, the Mexican national team looked a lot better and a lot more motivated and energized than they did under, under Diego Coca.
0: Okay. And how did you feel, Alex, that uh, they played in Houston and it was sold out and then you guys go to your stadium and no one's ever there?
1: look i mean this is to be this has been expected though i mean this is this is common throughout the past decade with us i mean hector herreras came out and said it in a press conference and he said look it's it's frustrating seeing nrg sold out and you see you come over to shell energy stadium it's empty um it, it really is i mean you you energy they at energy they played at around 7 30 i don't remember exactly the time Mexico played um But I mean, it it really is frustrating as someone from Houston knowing we have such a high population of people and no one can really come out to the games. I think the only way to change that is just consistent results. Um, Of course, we haven't been making playoffs recently um, and it's not like we win big games either. So and until something changes of, you know, consecutive uh, trophy after trophy, then nothing's really going to change.
0: That's a that's a fair point. But yeah, let's move into the MLS side of this podcast uh, I just want to touch quickly on Cincinnati. They like I never, I honestly will never watch the Eastern Conference. I think the Eastern Conference is the most boring conference in the MLS, yep. um, just due to the teams. And maybe I'll watch it more once Messi and Busquets and possibly Jordi Alba joins Miami. But Cincinnati, they've made that they've made that conference their own. Uh, they haven't. Yep. They're nine points clear right now, but possibly could be in jeopardy because it came out that. Cincinnati blocked Brandon Vasquez from moving to Europe with Borussia Mönchengladbach, which I'm pretty sure he's pretty pissed about because who yeah. want to go to Europe? And this is right before their like, preseason is about to start. Um, the Bundesliga like starts playing a little bit later than a lot of other teams. I'm pretty sure the transfer window shuts before uh, their season starts. So... It will be interesting. A lot of, there's a lot more time, but I understand why Cincinnati wants to keep Brandon Vasquez because he's their you know their top goal scorer. Uh, I'm pretty maybe I don't know if I just like missed it. Then, no, but yeah, he's one yeah, of the yeah. more important players to say the least. Okay, and he wants to go to Europe, but they obviously are first right now. They're going to go to the playoffs. They might make the Eastern Conference semifinals automatically if things keep going the way they're going. But I don't know. I it'll be interesting to see how he kind of reacts um, to not being able to go to Europe and how that will impact Cincinnati's, you know, future plans based off of what he decides to do. But I don't know, Cincinnati, I don't think they should be in the way of a player trying to go to Europe, but at the same time, I understand that they want to win. That's like if Jesus Ferrer was like, okay, I want to leave in (laughs) right before the playoffs or anything like that. And that will totally screw us, obviously. So I don't know. Well, and I, I think there is.
2: Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I, I think there is a little bit of a difference between between Jesus Ferreira leaving and 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 you know a, a, a team, uh, uh, somebody in the Eastern Conference, any player really in the Eastern Conference leaving because, like you mentioned, the gap is a little bit wider. Like the gap yeah. is, you mentioned it, between Cincinnati and New England are about, is about nine points. The Western Conference. Is a crapshoot and you don't know what you're going to get out of it. So if Jesus Ferreira left, I think that's more of an impact on FC Dallas. And FC Dallas would have to immediately have to go on the search to try to find somebody to replace Ferreira as quickly as he possibly can and make it gel within the lineup as quickly as he could, too.
0: Yeah, that is true. That is true. And, but like I said, it'll be interesting to what Cincinnati does. Obviously, they're nine points clear in the Eastern Conference right now. No, I don't know, nobody's really been able to kind of like knock them off. Uh, it's nothing like the Western Conference where like it's a five-point gap between ninth place and the uh, and the top spot. So that'll be interesting. Another interesting thing about the Eastern Conference as well, I don't think we covered this, Alec. I don't think we, we covered Messi joining Inter Miami. Um, and obviously that's been a massive, massive move. Um, they're one of the most followed sports teams in the United States now. There's gonna be a lot more attention. Their ticket prices jumped extremely high. There's a lot yep. of bandwagons that are gonna be saying they're Inter Miami supporters, and but we we know the truth. There's no such thing as an Inter Miami supporter. So <laughs> I don't know how is this uh, gonna. Do you think realistically the what they're doing right now, and who knows who else they're gonna add? Obviously, they might want Luis Suarez. Me and you talked about it. Possibly Cesc Fabregas, but I think Cesc Fabregas is you know he's fine. He's way past any... I don't know. He's a Serie B right now at Como, I think they're pronounced. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if he's going to want to leave Italy or not and come to Miami. But do you think that the Messi, Busquets, possibly Jordi Alba and whoever else they're going to sign is going to be a positive thing for Inter Miami in terms of they're actually going to start winning games and actually being a good team? Or they still
1: going to be one of the worst teams in the MLS? Look, I think... Whoever gets Messi is immediately going to be a better team. Immediately you become a, a playoff contender, right? Of course. There's no doubt about that. Um, the, the thing is is you, that you got to be careful of is what happens after Messi, right? So you, you end up getting Busquets and, and possibly Jordi, Al- Jordi Alba in which they're about to retire. And you just spent all this money to get these two, three top players. And now you have to focus on maintaining a playoff spot and not becoming possibly an LA Galaxy. Of course, LA Galaxy is a, a top team with a ton of history. But I bring up LA Galaxy because of what they did with Ricky Puigie and Chicharito. And that in the case that they're not a top team anymore. And now they're in 13th place of the Western Conference. And... Really, no one really knows what's in the future of LA Galaxy. So you could possibly have a really successful two to three years as a team uh, such as in Miami. Right. But moving forward past these players, you know, what happens afterwards? I don't think anyone really knows, especially with Inter-Miami supposedly getting a new stadium. There's so much funding going into the city that when in reality, you, you kind of watch online asking fans or, you know, residents of Miami, you know, do you follow Inter-Miami? Majority of them are saying no. So, no, because they're not good. They, yeah. Like, like,
0: like, I th- you brought up a good point, too. What are they going to do after Messi? Because obviously, all this investment is going in now. And if it doesn't pay off, I think we can say that it's one of, I want to say it's a big failure because obviously, Messi is going to bring a ton of attention, a ton of money into this league, and all this other stuff. But if they can't produce something on the field and also build for the future at the same time, then, like you said, you're going to turn into an LA Galaxy where you're signing all these. Older players, I, I use the example of Douglas Costa, who mm-hmm. is probably the mo- the biggest hothead in this league, who thinks he's better than everybody else, but truly he's trash. So I don't know, I don't I don't want Inter Miami to turn into an LA Galaxy because I think if they do the right things, then they could be a really really good team. But in terms of this season, they are currently 11 points off ninth place. So that stupid like three game series, whatever for the mls playoffs they even get in uh they're 11 points off so do you think with the arrival of all these guys it's going to be positive and they're actually going to push into a playoff spot or do you think this team is kind of a next season type thing see what else they can build around because obviously they have joseph martinez um i don't know who else they have to be honest with you deandre <laughs> yedlin if you want to throw him into the mix then obviously you're getting all these other guys
1: no, I mean, I, I like short answer. Just no. Uh, I think, um, <laughs> I mean, look. I short term, of course, right? You, you're gonna you're gonna be successful no matter you know. Uh, if you get messy, you're immediately a playoff. You're immediately in a playoff spot. But long term, no. This is not. it's not probably sustainable, uh, in my opinion. But who knows? We'll see what happens.
0: Their wage bill must be insane, bro. Like, think about it. Possibly Jordi Alba Busquets. Then you have Jose Martinez. Then you have Messi. Like, I mean, Inter Miami's gotten in trouble before for having too many designated players. Let's keep this in mind. But the league decided to let them bend the rules a little bit and signed all these other guys. But I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I don't know. I well, don't. Well, yeah.
2: And, it, and, and uh, I was gonna say, and Messi isn't qualified as as a DP, which that's that's gonna be really interesting mm-hmm. to to see. Um, I, I did want to want to chime in with this with this whole thing on yeah. on on mess on Messi. Uh, um, for, I mean first off, I, the the crazy thing to me right now is just how how much the the tickets have skyrocketed from like 20 bucks a pop and that's the messy effect right there. It, it, financially, yeah. I think think in the long on the long in the long term they'll be fine, I think. I think financially speaking they'll be fine. You turn on see see results on the pitch that's to be determined I don't think they'll they'll do much this year uh, I, as you guys are saying I, I don't think they'll be anything crazy this year if they get lucky enough and get that ninth spot hey they could make some noise um but I don't see them doing anything crazy as far as um as far as maybe like the Leagues Cup that's a different story, I think. All, all on its own, right? I think uh, yeah. they could make some noise, some real, real noise in the League's Cup, especially if they could find a way to gel. Um, and it all, that all comes. That's all. That's it, all that it comes down to in sports. A lot of the times is that you got to just gel together <clears throat> as a unit. And and, and Messi is, is not exempt from it. Messi is as as much of a stratospherical kind of player he is. You know, that changes a team, changes the outlook of a team. Immediately, um, you know, he's not exempt from gelling with his teammates. Um, Mm. The perfect example of it, I'll I'll use. uh, I'll I'll use two examples, actually. As a matter of fact, Uh, for baseball, uh, the Texas Rangers, Jacob Degrom, like they, they, you know, it. it, He needed some time to gel with his new with his new teammates, with the with his team, and with his, his defense. And then, if you want a, a, a more appropriate analogy, Zava on, on Ted Lasso. If you guys are, are big on <laughs> Ted Lasso, like the, you need it, Zava needed time to to, to get adjusted to his, to his team as well. So I think that's something that, that again, we, you need to look out or l- kind of look at um, if if you're watching Inter Miami matches.
1: Definitely, yeah. I mean, I also wanted to add on to that. Of course, you mentioned the ticket prices; they dramatically go up Ridiculous. exponentially. I, mean, I think we saw screenshots, uh, or at least I think I did, of some tickets going for like five dollars, um, and now they're uh, two and a half grand. Um, yeah, it's ins- From it's the insane. last time i seen. It. So, I also wanna course, uh, I also
0: wanna say to all those people out there, don't travel to a game that Miami is playing in if messi is not listed on the travel squad or in the team <laughs> stop wasting your money on yeah. it like do people not he's still on vacation like it's not yeah. even july yet i don't i don't know when exactly he's supposed to report and all that stuff but come on now come on now like you 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 like, yeah. bring a Again, sign the, to a the,
2: thing. the rumor first game is against cruz azul
0: yeah right cruz the, azul
1: league
2: cup
0: yeah yeah, yeah. I also saw a thing that said that there's a possibility that, that
2: uh, this was the rumored first game. Yeah,
0: I saw a thing that said possibly that FC Dallas might play Inter Miami in the League's Cup. So you know, and we're and we're gonna host if that happens. So, I mean, I we'll see if uh, Messi can do it on a on a day in Frisco or not. <laughs> I Highly doubt it. He can't. He can't handle the
2: scorching hot playoffs. day in Dallas.
0: You can't handle Paxton yeah. Pommy Cow chasing him down the field for uh, 90. Well, actually, that depends if Paxton even has any uh, that's tissue left that's in that's his enough. knee. If, <laughs> I don't know. I just kept going. <laughs> I just kept on going. But moving, <laughs> moving on. So I just want to touch on I mean, we can
1: could, could talk about how Austin's like right behind you um, in in the in the league standings. We can talk about that if you want.
0: Didn't you just lose to them as well? Hey, you, you, just, you
1: lost by the same score line. So
0: you had your starters.
1: You lost by the same score line, and you're. You didn't 80. have a
0: right back playing right mid, then another <laughs>
1: defender playing.
0: You didn't have a makeshift I'm lineup. I'm chilling watching this. i, I Yeah, I'm gonna we,
1: we, chill yeah we did have the FC Dallas struggle that now we're sitting in fourth place. You know, I, I'll, I'll let you have that. Yeah, but before we even get
0: into that, <laughs> I just want to mention Toronto sacked Bob Bradley. Big move. Bernadeski's probably happy. He's tired of Michael Bradley's daddy uh, coaching the team and all that <laughs> other stuff. But very, di- it was a very disappointing team, Toronto, because I think in preseason I kind of expectations. Them to, I predicted them to be a lot higher. I mean, they have they have one of the highest wage bills besides Atlanta United um, in the MLS. They got Insigne. Uh, They also took Matt Hedges from Dallas. They took Brandon Cervania from Dallas, who's been a regular starter there. They also have Bernadeschi, obviously. Then they have a Sean Johnson in goal, who's one of the better goalkeepers in the league. And it just all... Why are you laughing?
1: (laughs) No, uh, no, I was was looking at how many games Toronto won. Um, So Toronto has, has played 20 games, and they've won three. Um, that's a, that's do you great. do you want to do you want to like a similar statistic? Um, Colorado that? has played 19 games and they've won two games. So, so Colorado, I, I, I don't the, know I I know we had a lot of yeah, Olympics. but we had higher expectations of Toronto. I just kind of wanted that's why I kind of laughed. I was like, Thanks. that's a good that's a good
0: comparison. But who knows where Toronto is going to be? Um, depends who they bring in as their head coach, and they also need to figure out some you know, issues there. Cause I'm pretty sure Brendan Desky and Insigne don't get along. Then Brendan kind of just like the outcast of the team. He just has that big ego on him. Cause he's a lot younger than uh, like Insigne. And then he probably just expects more. He thought he was going to come into this league and just be like dominate all the time, but it just hasn't happened for him yet. So who knows what's going to happen there moving, moving on. I want to talk about LAFC real quick. Did they, are they done? are they like not as good as everybody thinks they are anymore because Ooh. they just their form just completely dipped ever since that that two leg two legged Champions League final
1: um like LAFC man where do we start um like i mean after i mean we can progress since the final right so they tied nil-nil with LA united um then they got i i'm going to say as a Houston fan i i know it's going to sound arrogant but we thrashed them 4-0 um, and then we beat them away 1-0. Um, so, of course, I think afterwards the championship, the championship final, um, it, it, it was a bit difficult. Um, and then they bounce back with a 2-1 win over Kansas City, win over Seattle Sounders, which is arguably difficult. Uh, and then they lose 3-2 to, Van- uh, to Vancouver. Um So I guess to really test if they're really on a downhill spiral is against you, FC Dallas, next, uh, when they play y'all July 1st. I I believe they're fine. Uh, They have two games in hand. Uh, um, for the Western Conference, um, uh, St. Louis has played nineteen games. LaFC has played eighteen games, but the majority of teams have played twenty. So, uh, St., uh, LaFC at thirty-two points, St. Louis at thirty-two points, holding the top by three points over Seattle Sounders. I think I think LaFC is fine. Um, I think I it's like really... a
0: bit of an overreaction to say they're not as good as they were, but. I don't know. They got to figure some stuff out. I think it's time for Car- Carlos Vela to hit the door or yep. all the other stuff. I think it's time to free up a designated player spot. I mean, obviously he's their, you know, first ever club legend. He's their captain, but I think it's time to move on from him. Um, they also, It's LAFC, man. They're going to be good no matter what I feel like. And obviously they're not too far off the top anyway. So like I said, they're going to be fine. But we are running a little bit out of time. So I do want to get into FC Dallas, Houston, and Austin and all in those teams and kind of get everybody's opinion here. Cause obviously we're all fans of these Texas teams. So obviously we lost 3-0 and so did Houston to Austin. Now Austin yep. is back in the the playoff picture. Um I mean for me I can say that. It was expected, I expected to lose to Austin. I texted Alex, I said this, I, I expect to lose to Austin because of everybody that we had out. And the only real attacking threat we had is Velasco and Velasco has been absolutely poor this season. I don't know if you feel the same way Rodrigo or not, but I don't think he's worth the money that we paid for him last season, Uh, right, right now, at least.
2: Yeah, yeah so for Velasco, so he's a, he's an interesting case. I think he's still pretty young. Uh, I I I can't recall right now uh, how young he is. I have a lot of dates and numbers in my head right now. The twenty um, but, or twenty
0: one, but
2: yeah. So I think he still has time to develop. And, and I think the best part about the whole thing is that he's under the one of the better academies in the entire world, darn near. I mean, I mean, I, I think you can very very well place FC Dallas. It, um, it, granted, I know he's not an academy player, but. I think just, just overall, you, you have a very good uh, coach in Nico Estevez um, and, and you just have to find a way to re-implement him slash implement him, if that makes any sense. Um, you're also, I think you're missing his, uh, what is it, his running mate or his uh, midfield mate in the, uh, uh, oh God, what's his name? Uh, Sebastian Legette, right? Uh, he's still out with an injury. Um so again, I think it's going to take a while for uh, Velasco to refine some of that form. I thought he played just fine last year. Um, mm. I, you know, I I I think he he did just fine last year, um, and I think he had a, a few really really good goals that stick out to me right now. Um, mm. I can't picture who what, who they were against, but I know that that they were very very good goals. So the potential is there. I think, again, it's just a matter of bringing it all together and, and, and making sure that uh, Velasco is in, in the best environment to be able to be successful.
1: Yeah, but, I feel uh, – Wait, go ahead. Hold on, hold on. Like, I know I'm not an FC Dallas fan, but I do want to say this for the moment, that y'all would not be in the position y'all are without Martin Pice, and I'm very surprised y'all
2: No, I I was just saying how
1: I'm, uh, as a spectator of watching FC Dallas, I'm surprised y'all ain't talking about Martin Pius more often, uh, more or less than, you know, Velasco.
0: Martin Paz is our savior.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, Martin, absolutely. Martin Paz is our lord and savior, and I I hail to (laughs) thee, genuinely. And the other thing is, is is I've had a chance to meet Pius. He's such a sweet dude. I mean, he really, really is a, 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 a sweet guy um i'll say this i think the reason why the attention isn't so much so on pies is just simply due to the fact that um uh you first off well first off i guess i'll start with sebastian Lejet. the whole thing with Becky g i think the attention whenever he steps on the field <laughs> that whole thing is the attention is on sebastian i think whenever he steps on the field the attention just goes strictly to sebastian Lejet. um but then when you look at the at the at the forward offense it's it's jesus ferreira it's all the time because it's ferreira it's about how he's in the lead for the golden boot it's about this that and the fifth martin pias i think i agree with you deserves a lot of love but just hasn't gotten it i think he deserves almost all star player recognition and i don't think he'll get it unfortunately because the media it, it, national nationally speaking is looking at other players Uh, such as the Sean Johnsons of the world, such as uh, these other players who admittedly are having really, really good seasons, but just aren't having, in my eyes, as good a season as Martin Paz. Yeah.
0: I think the main attention that will come for Paz is the fact that, like, he is single-handedly keeping us alive in this playoff race. And he's the only reason, I mean, that we're even, like, winning some of these games or tying some of these games. It's because of him. I'm so glad like last year whenever we signed him, I was like, okay, we signed a goalkeeper on loan. It, it, I don't know. Then I started to watch him perform and I'm glad they spent that whatever, $1 million or whatever it is. But we know this team doesn't invest uh, a whole lot in this squad. Unfortunately. I mean, that's how I see it. We don't invest a lot at all. Um, I mean, we bought Thank this guy. Family. From, yeah. I, I have so many things I like to say to that family, but you know, I, I won't, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. But alex losing to austin you know we talked a little bit um how did you feel about that because you had your starters you go know, you guys had beat them every single time the season so far and then yeah i just want to hear your it, thoughts before we get out of here
1: no of course i mean like we have a short amount of time um uh to to say my answer shortly everything collapsed um so, we, you know, we, like you said, we had our starters, um, I was there in attendance to watch the game. And unfortunately, uh, as, as soon as the ball kicked off, we did not play our game. Um, usually we play through the midfield into the attack and usually we're quite good at it. Um, but as soon as the game started, we were playing long balls up top um, and uh, we were just completely sk- skipping out our best players, Artur and Hector Herrera, of course. So that was obviously unfortunate. Um, and then every, every single goal that Austin scored on us was in the back post. Um, this is typical how Austin plays. So, you know, kind of crowd your 18 yard box and just launch, you know, long, or not long balls, but crosses into the far post. And that's how mo- they mostly score their goals. Um, of course, they, they, they were good defensively. So I think for us, it was, it was a bit unfortunate. Uh, however, you know, I'm happy that there's a stump in the road that we can continue building upon within one another. And I think with just such a, you know, how hectic this schedule has been, of course, a moment like this is going to come. Think our road results need to become better because we can't be a top team without getting wins on the road. So, you know, we'll see what happens soon against uh, the Sounders. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And unfortunately, Austin is climbing back up. I pray on their demise every night that I go to sleep. <laughs> um, But yeah, it's just unfortunate. You know, ne- like – I, I don't know. I told Alex this. I don't know how you feel, Rodrigo, but I hate losing to Austin more than I, I hate losing to Houston. It's just it's just switch. There's just something about the city. There's something about the fans that I just hate.
2: <laughs> you know what? You know what? Right now, I actually dislike losing to Houston more <laughs> than I do to Austin. And the that's what why I'm I, getting. I'm getting mixed
0: opinions on that. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: it's because well, it's because Astros fans started getting that dis- like they started getting that dislike for me and i'm now taking it out on 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 dynamo <laughs> fans for their lack of of, of of success so like the astros are having successful seasons but like i'm like why are you guys trying to pick on us right now we're having a pretty su- 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 successful season with the rangers i'm now going to take it out on on the dynamo um uh yeah no no definitely i i, I think again that the the, the dislike the disdain is more for the dynamo for me personally than it is for Austin FC for uh, trees. FC, right? Is what y'all call it? Yeah.
0: Broccoli. We call it broccoli (laughs) or whatever. So what
2: a horrible horrible name.
0: Exactly. But unfortunately they're climbing up and hopefully FC Dallas can find something. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to buy anybody else in the window. I don't know if Houston is either, but we are running out of time. So we will be back for more MLS coverage and also the U.S. national team and Mexican national team will cover them with a, as they continue their gold, gold Cup journeys. But that has been From the Stands, guys, and I shall catch you guys next time.